What's up everybody welcome back to jazzy talks the unmasking if you are new hi hello how are you where you been you're late to the party and if you are returning thank you so much for your love your support your shares anything that you do to support the podcast but before i get started on this i do want to reference the song that you just heard because it definitely grew on me so i was following this uh this woman on tiktok and what caught my attention is that she would have no teeth in in all of her TikTok videos. So she wears dentures in the front. And then she started to post these videos with her armpit hair and, you know, like all about this loving herself and being natural. And I later realized that she actually did music. So this song, um, I actually really liked it. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to insert this into this podcast because you do have to love yourself self-love is first and it lays the foundation for healthy relationships outside of yourself so if you do not have a healthy relationship with yourself you're most likely not going to have relationships that are healthy with other people but anyways thank you guys so much for coming back today i'm super excited we're talking about dating in today's world and I had a technology glitch, you guys. So I have two special guests on the show. One being my best friend of many years, Nita. And one being China, who also has her own YouTube and podcast. And she joined me as well. Funny thing is, I'm doing like some underground podcast stuff. Like I don't have a big studio, you know, and equipment and editing software and all of that. And I'm okay with that because people will be like, oh, well, you have to have this and this right microphone. And it's listen, I'm getting this content out just like people can get on Facebook Live, Instagram Live and make these comedy videos and, you know, ended up blowing up or, you know, just starting from where you are until you are where you want to be. So I'm going to push this out regardless if if I have all this expensive equipment. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Why am I throwing that out there? Well, I'm throwing that out there because I use Zoom in order for us to record virtually and realize that something happened to where it didn't record all of my show. And... Luckily, I started to record it on my phone as well, in addition to it recording via Zoom, because I was able to catch majority of the show. Now, it did cut off their introductions and me saying what the first topic is, but that's okay because, you know, they got everything else. So stay tuned. The first topic we dive into is how long should you wait before someone you're dating meets 
your children. And so I'm going to go ahead and bring in our official audio from the podcast. And that is what we will be discussing. Stay tuned. I trust him alone with my child if I step out the room or like if I have to go do an emergency thing like you have to really think about this type of stuff yeah and I remember and I asked you know a lot of like women who who do have children and are trying to date and they said that they don't bring like you said they don't bring their kids around their date for a long time and if they have if the if like the child tells the mom like I have a bad I have a bad feeling about him that's it that's why I date <laughs> Yeah, like they they're very respectful of your children and their wishes because it's like you're not only dating the woman, you're it's like a family that you guys are becoming. Oh yeah, you have to think about these type of stuff, and it's like you know a lot of you have to think about it. like a lot of these men they're kind of like crazy. Not it's not crazy, but it's like <laughs> you can't bring everyone around your child. Like I've seen certain movies. I don't know if you've ever heard of Woman and Thou Art Laws. Like I saw. <laughs> I saw that and it kind of mentally scarred me. And so it's like, people really think about it. Like a lot of, I feel like a lot of women, they would just bring any man around their kid because it's like, they just want that companionship and they don't realize that this could really affect their children if it does go a certain way. Yeah, definitely. So what about, so everybody has stated that they are single. Do you guys think that single means that you're lonely? Have you ever felt like you want someone just because you're lonely? Or do you think that you should feel whole before you start to date other people? Um, I don't think being single means that you're lonely. Do you get bored at times and be like, you know, I wish I had somebody I can, you know, call and kick mm-hmm. it with, you know, outside of your friends? Yeah, you will have those moments, but I don't think that, you know, that means you're lonely because, I mean, even me being single with two kids, sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to find a friend, but then my time gets took up with dealing with them, or then I might have some stuff that I'm probably doing with my friends, or I will family, and then I forget about needing or wanting companionship from a man, so it's like, I mean... At times you can, and then at times I don't think so. Okay. So I guess it's give and take. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I think it sort of, like, depends on, like, how you were raised. Because I know for me, I'm, like, an only child in my mom's side. So I'm kind of, like, used to sort of being alone in a sense. Mm -hmm. And then, like, as I got older, that's when I was just like, hmm, I kind of want, like, someone to talk to sometimes. Or, like, someone to go on a little date with. Or, like, just, you know, just a person in general that you feel like you can trust and you could talk to and, like, you can just be emotionally vulnerable with, in a sense. And so sometimes, even though you do have your standards, you do have your morals, you kind of will just settle for anything sometimes because it's just like you're just so desperate for that companionship. And I've been there before where it's like I'm bored and like no one is sort of like answering my text, so let me just hit up this one guy Mm -hmm. who doesn't have real interest in me or real, like, thought of the future like really thinks about a future with me but you know it's something to do it's someone to talk to in a sense and it's like you have to learn to like sort of learn 
what's fulfilling to you like what hobbies do you like what is your purpose and sort of like just filling your own cup in a sense because if you can't fill your own cup and know how to be by yourself and to gain that sort of confidence you can't fill somebody else's and so i had to learn that yeah because i have filled time with people that I really did not see any real future with. And it's like, why are you doing this if your purpose is to date and, like, find someone fulfilling to be with? Like, you're just wasting your time while, like, keep dating people that you know that you don't really see any future with. But when you mentioned that you were, like, the only child, so you got used to being alone, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was listening to Sarah Jakes the other day, and she said you can train your body to go with um, without what you need, not because you don't need it, but because you are in survival mode. And I feel like that relates to love too. Like just because you know um, how to train yourself to be okay without that certain person, that doesn't mean that you necessarily don't need love in your life. Like don't need that other person, don't need that companionship. You kind of just gotten used to being able to um, be without it and especially when you have a child you are kind of in survival mode like I need to do whatever for myself and for my child to make sure that we are okay so that's like your main focus but you wouldn't mind having somebody to help you you know and take the stress off basically yeah and I never really liked that phrase like oh how can you like love somebody else if you don't love yourself like I really agree with it because, like, yeah, I understand it in a certain way. Like, if you're not healed, then you're not fit. Then you might not be that fit to be in a relationship. But it's, like, there's nothing wrong with, like, just wanting, you know, like, someone by your side. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it could grow something more as time goes on. But at the same time, you also have to know your worth and know what you'll settle for and what you won't settle for. And you also can't like rush into relationships because you have like a fear of loneliness or a fear mm-hmm. of being abandoned by someone. Cause that's what I went through in a sense, you know, it's like, I tried to force myself into a relationship and it's like, I didn't do the proper healing of getting rid of like certain, like very toxic characteristic traits. And it definitely affected the relationship. And mm-hmm. so after that, I sort of just been learning to heal and grow and know that like based on the aura and like the confidence and the intentions that I put out because your intentions matter like what you put out you're going to eventually attract if you feel like you're lonely and you're not worthy of love and who would want to play with me then <laughs> it's like that's what you're going to attract but if you know your value your worth and you know that everything that is meant for you will not pass you by you're going to like you know, you're going to keep your standards at a certain level and know that what's meant for you will come when it's supposed to and it will accept you for all that you are and all the work that you've accomplished and more. So I made a video. It's crazy you talked about the attracting thing. I made a video recently responding to B. Simone because B. Simone had everybody buzzing oh, about, her vi- <laughs> about her video. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know why everybody was so mad. Well, that one, they did say that she plagiarized that one. But the recent one that she said about like, oh, you have to be, you know, what you're requesting, basically. Like you you are saying that you want all these things. You need to be that woman for that man. And I was in agreement with that. I don't know. What did y'all think about her video? Um, I don't. I don't agree with her either because uh, <laughs> I believe that you can really find somebody 
who can mold you into being a better person. Mm-hmm. You know, you could, you know, I don't think that I have to be, that's just like her saying, oh, well, she did say it. Like, you have to be rich to date somebody who rich. Yeah. Like, you know, doctor to date a doctor. And it was just like, I just don't agree with that because, I mean, you see people who, you know, meet people who depressed and down and sad and going through so much. And, you know, you see them, they help that person heal and get through the things that they um, need to get through. And then guess what? Those two people end up falling in love. And they was from two opposite ends of the world. Like, you know, you would have... Exactly. Just because both two people are rich don't mean that they fucking like each other or like be in the same room or have anything in common. So it's like... You pretending to live this life and you attract somebody else and it still doesn't mesh together because you were trying to live a facade. It's better that you try, you know who yourself and you know who you are and then you'll just solely attract that. And it's like a person can meet you and like you wanting to be a better person and you wanting to sort of like step up to the plate to be in a relationship. They'll like almost like (laughs) inspire you to want to be a better person. Exactly. I like that perspective actually needed. I didn't think about that part of it um, as far as like, you know, you may meet somebody that can motivate you or whatever. So that is a good um, perspective on that. I think that my biggest thing is to be who you feel um, somebody that you would want would want to date. Because I feel like if you're going out there and you spend like minimum time on yourself, but you want this like fully put together person, which I've seen or and, and had conversations with women who do the bare minimum um and will be like oh he has to have like good credit he has to have a good um you know job and money and they list all these things that they want <laughs> yeah and they don't even attempt to do anything to make sure that they you know be the type of woman that they would um want to be for that man so i feel like it has some relatability as far as you can't just be waking up every day half fasting and think you're gonna get a fucking king or something for men for women men have all these like higher standards like they do attracted to specific quality traits but at the end of the day you have to also be practical and mm-hmm. not necessarily like stay in the lane because I kind of messed up to say but no it's like just oh, but that, stay in your lane you can't say uh, <laughs> I'm a person but I think I said you don't have to say it I will say <laughs> because if you I, that, yeah that's true though because you can say oh I want somebody to build me this million dollar house mm-hmm. but you don't work to be able to give the person the money to build you the million dollar house so you stay in your lane if you want a five dollar house then you work to get the five dollar house yeah that's true it's all about compromising it's all about compromising you not gonna like like everything about a certain person but it's like if you feel like the relationship is worth it and you really do see a future with them then you can always just talk about certain issues that you might have or like the potential that you see in someone you could encourage them to grow it in some type of way 
so that they can eventually, I guess, sort of become the person that you want. But then that doesn't sound right either. You can't really mold someone into Yeah, and that's <laughs> risky. That is so risky. You guys didn't watch the movie with... um. What's her name? Vivica Fox when she gave Bobby Brown that money and that makeover and then he like traded on her. Like sometimes when you get a man at his potential of what you think he could be, he can take that. And then once he gets to where he needs to be in his life, the baby. <laughs> she said the baby. <laughs> But you know, it's a lot of men though that they get to that full potential after you didn't help them and all that. Just like on Tyler Perry movie when he put her out on the porch. Like, you know, it's just like sometimes when you look at that potential and you really invest in that man, sometimes they can get to where they need to be and put all of what you put into them into another woman. Yeah. But what, the thing that always happens though, like you hear about like the high school couple, like the and like the girls saw the potential for the guy from like you were like 12 mm-hmm. 14 years old and then he gets bigger and then he just drop her <laughs> like goes on to i guess quote unquote foreign bigger and better things yeah <laughs> like, like how, why does that always happen not always but it's like it just seems to be a common occurrence where it's like the person that like helped build you up you sort mm-hmm. of just forget yeah. about yeah yeah crazy yeah, that's why I said I'm really skeptical about um, the whole potential thing because first off, I had periods in time where I did have standards that was like, okay, I want this, I want that. And then I tried to call myself like lowering my standards and like date somebody who I'm like, okay, well, at least he got some drive in them. And they turn out to be... At least he got a card. <laughs> <laughs> they turn out to sometimes once they start feeling themselves, smelling themselves, they turn out to be a different person. It'd be like, dang, like, okay, so <laughs> this investment yeah. and me putting up with how you were when I met you meant nothing to you, obviously. And I guess that's just the gamble that you take, you know, as far as dating and love and all of that, because, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like when you, like, sort of lower your standards, it makes you feel like, well, shit, like, what's wrong with me? Like, am I because it's like especially when it mean when I was interested in online dating I was meeting all these guys and it's like maybe it was like my perception of what I thought dating was gonna be like I thought it was me gonna get like all dressed up and like go on like these cute little you know like zoo and like aquarium and cooking notebook shit like that's, that's what I thought was gonna happen and then I got hit with like a hard reality check all I'm being dude all I'm doing is being invited to people's apartments <laughs> deserving of like actual dates and like actual like trying to get to know each other and like real you know connections and spending time like to lead to something yeah yeah because I think self-reflection is always good though like you know you just reflect and like wait a minute because I've had been I've been approached by certain men it's like why did you even think that we would ever have a conversation about like us dating or anything like so then it has me like bringing out my mirror out my purse like okay like let's dive into what I'm attracting here but I think that in today's world 
men are just more bold, period, because they've seen it work for other men, like where they don't have to be the best person to date and they can still score a very good woman. So, yeah. yeah and I kind of feel like this also goes back to the lone, this loneliness equals singleness theme or, you know, vice versa, because I kind of feel like men, they sort of, oh, this sounds horrible. Like certain men, I would say, certain men sort of prey on that aspect that they see a woman who's like haven't really been in much relationships, don't really have that much experience, like things don't normally last, and they take sometimes they see that sort of like low self esteem in you, or just like yeah. loneliness to be with someone to have someone in their bed, and they can take advantage of that and sort of like breadcrumb you and sort of give you like all these like mixed signals and mind games and it never really leads to anywhere and next thing you know you sort of like two years down the line with someone and you, you've never even gotten like an official commitment but it's like and you don't even it's been a year you don't even know this, this guy is <laughs> so people date for like a year and they don't even know where each other lives <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that's like the <laughs> go ahead for years and never saw the person in person. Like, I, how do you waste ten years online dating? Never right on catfish, they be like years Bro, in. Like on catfish, they be like, we've been dating for four years. Like every time I want to meet up, they are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you should but never see them in person. Yeah, I think some of them be, I don't know. That's a little sketchy for me. Like, you can't go all that time without seeing this person. But um, do you do you guys have anything that you guys wanted to add to it as far as the topic, any questions or any topics? I mean, I mean would you ever, like, would you ever, like, long like long distance date someone or you prefer them to be like around like where you live like do you believe that like a long distance relationship can work if it's like if both people are willing to put in the work if we were talking about like how we discussed earlier with them not meeting our kids for a certain amount of time i think the long distance can work in the beginning of the relationship during that like um six to 12 month period but eventually i'm going to want to live near each other like I can't really do it for a long period of time that's just my opinion that's true um the same for me um I don't think I'll be able to do long distance um I definitely will have to see you every day like mm. and I would I don't even know if I'll even trust you being <laughs> long that would be like the main thing like so long distance for me would definitely not work but I also think, I mean, just because I'm saying no long distance, <laughs> I don't really want anybody from here anymore where I'm living. <laughs> so, moving state. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so, moving out of town and meeting someone new is the plan, but I really don't really want to do long distance. I want to be seeing you every day and hanging out. So, no. I mean, some. I just like some people can do it in a sense, but me, I definitely have to like, like you said, like physically be seeing you in some type of way. And it's like, I've dated before, like guys who like didn't have time to meet up. And so it'd be like once and we've never even met up for the first time. And I'm just like, what am I doing? <laughs> mm -hmm. And I can't really get that. 
I can't get that emotionally invested. Like, I can't get that emotionally invested with somebody that's that far away. Like, I can't. Like, I need that physical, like, us talking to each other, hugs, like, okay, see you later. I can't really get that invested with someone that I'm not seeing that regularly. Okay, last question. Do you kind of feel like when it comes to dating, like, women are sort of, like, more pressured to date and, like, get married and, like, you know, like, the different stages more mm-hmm. than men? Like, feel like you're, like, the double standard in some type of way? Because yeah. I kind of feel like men aren't really, like, pressured to date or find the one the way women are. I definitely agree with that. Mainly because, you know, we have time clocks on our... Um, reproduction systems is what a lot of women start to feel pressure under so then they want to make sure that they find someone so they can have a baby um but I do think that men get a little more freedom when it comes to that than women because if you're not married by a certain age then they're looking at you like something is wrong with you versus men being able to be just out and free and it just means that he's enjoying his life type thing um, yeah, I agree. Um, I, but I think that because a lot of women are around, probably like their mother or grandma, you know, back then they got married and mm-hmm. they married. You know, they want to be that same way. You know, they want to get married or they're around their friends who all went to college and got married and had babies. So I think a lot of times they put the pressure on themselves and it's not like other people putting it on them. Yeah. Um, to too because like I said they seeing everybody else who's getting married and having kids and they're like oh I, I'm 35 and I, all I focused on was my business and you know now they try to rush and find somebody and make them their husband and you know that's just not gonna work yeah yeah and I feel like even with like my parents or like grandparents they never necessarily stayed together my mom and dad didn't even like get married and so it's just like you know, I'm not, it's not like, it sounds kind of bad to say you don't want to like repeat the cycle, but it's also just like, you just know that there can't be better for you in a sense. There are, there is like people, people can be in relationships for like 50, 60, 70 years. You hear about it all the time about like your grandparents, your great grandparents, they've been together for decades and decades. And that's type of stuff does exist. It doesn't necessarily mean like, grandpa was out there cheating and so people just stayed inside the family it's like no it's like these couples they had an argument or they had disagreements but because they loved each other they wanted to work with each other and they wanted to grow and like just get over the dispute in some type of way but i kind of feel like with couples these days like we're so easily ticked off it's like we just dismiss the person after like one argument because there's you know there's another swipe on tinder and it's like no one really like cares to put in like the real effort into like growing with someone. Like they're just so quick to write them off because of like one disagreement because there's so many other options out there. Yep. And it's funny that you brought up like the whole, you know, cultural and the history, like background basically, because I wanted to talk about generational curses. Like, do you believe that that could be a thing where in a family, you may be subject to a generational curse. Like maybe the same things is happening relationship-wise that happened to people before you. Um, I necessarily don't believe in um, the generational curse. I do know that uh, 
nobody in my family well there's only one person in my family that's married now but um before that it was only my mom like no one else in my family that i know of got married um and i don't know if it's a curse or not or if they just didn't find the right one um, but your family is in a lot of relationships, though. Like, it ain't like they just single. They just not married. Own relationships, like 18, 19, yeah. years. But they never got married. And I, I don't know if it's because they probably didn't want to or not. But I do think about that. Like, you know, no, a lot of people in our family didn't really get married, you know. But I don't think it's a curse. And I definitely don't think that, you know, that'll be something that I'll have to worry about because... You know, maybe it just wasn't, you know, the right thing for them. Mm-hmm. To do. Okay. But, you know, different for, you know, somebody else in the family. Yeah, I feel like a lot of women, they see marriage as just like a title or like a certificate or like, you know, like a K jeweler's ring and that's it. Like, that's the end of it. I'm married now. And it's like, they don't realize that marriage takes like a lot of hard work and effort and you're going to hate this person sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you're going to want to leave and, get, you know, go out to the store to get a gallon of milk and never come back. But it's like, <laughs> oh my God. Person really appreciate them and you can't imagine your life without them that's what makes the marriage last you realizing that you can't imagine your life without you know this other counterpart and a lot of people don't really want to go through that a lot of women just want the title or like you hear about these marriages where it's like they don't been engaged they're not even married just engaged for like 10 15 years mm-hmm. and it's like what's the point <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that, um, I don't know, I think that sometimes you can learn and observe things about people that you may see in yourself. So maybe it's not a curse, but sometimes you can take on traits without knowing it because that's all that you know. You know, like that's all that you've been around and maybe you don't even see it as a negative, but it can be seen as a negative like once you're dating or in a relationship and that just takes like self-reflection to be like, oh, I noticed that I do do this like my this or my that. So I think that you can take on certain traits because I feel like with, um, for example, with African-American women, we are told like you need to make sure that, you know, you have your kids uh, and make sure that they're your kids just in case the man wants to run off or something like that. Where other races are like, oh, you're going to be a wife, you're going to be this, you're going to be that. Like, we're told to make sure that we know just in case this don't work out, you better have your own stuff together. And I feel like that right there makes us date differently and makes us deal with relationships differently because we're always like, okay, well, in the back of our head, you know. like in survival. Yeah. We don't know. We have to like cling on to our possessions or it's like we have to have like separate accounts and shit. Exactly. In like a whole other country. Because we don't know like in fact, a secret pin. We don't know how long things are going to last and that's unfortunate that like as a black woman you have to date sort of like survival mode. Mm-hmm. Like, because like a lot of us I know like me specifically I did grow up with like a lot of abandonment issues and like childhood issues that I didn't even realize until like I got into like a a relationship and like I realized that like I wasn't very good at like you know giving and receiving love or like really like showing reciprocity when it came to a relationship and so it's like that type of stuff in your childhood and like what you absorb you don't realize it's still in you 
until you are trying to date and you just kind of realize these like the bad patterns and by then it's kind of too late but i definitely feel like being single you do get the time to sort of like reflect and do like a lot of shadow work and just realize these things about yourself so that you can grow and you know learn from these mistakes so you don't repeat the same things and the potential next relationship that comes up there's nothing wrong with like trial and error and yeah. realizing that like the way your parents acted or like what you saw in your house it affects you and your patterns as long as you sort of like acknowledge it and you know realize that you don't have to be like them the the better the results all right and Nita, i think you wanted to add something too right Oh, yeah, so I was going to ask, do you guys feel that there are more single black men, I mean, black women than they are black men, um, and why or why not? Yeah, I think we definitely outweigh the black men for a variety of reasons. <laughs> Being that, a well, number one, they go to prison a lot more than other races, and... Oh, <laughs> And they they die younger. So, you know, that right there, it lowers the amount of black men to black women right there, which is why I feel like it's a lot of like accepting a bullish behavior like them having other women because we feel that we have a limited supply of black men. Mm-hmm. That, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to say, I feel like there's way more single uh, black women than men too. And just like you said, with them dying younger and going to jail, but um, a lot of women are so stuck on that independent, they don't need a man, so they not going to deal with certain things anymore. So they like, you know, one, two, <laughs> I'm done, you know, so they, they cutting them off left and right now, you know, so they better act right because women now they're not tolerating a lot. So I think that's another reason why a lot of black women are single because other races will take the black men and they'll deal with every mm-hmm. single thing that will do to them and still get on the phone and say, I love him. I love him. Mm-hmm. And black and girl, I'll, I'm done with him. You know, so I think that's another reason why we have so many single black women is because it's by choice now, you know, especially in this new generation. It's by choice. And I think that single black women is because we always think about dating black men. Like, we we always think about dating black men. Black men will throw another race in our face so fast. Like, oh, I got me a this, I got me a that. And we will still be like, I'm looking for a black king. Like, dude, like, you have options too, right? We're always encouraged to date within our race. Mm -hmm. We don't realize traitor or something but like black men are always said like you know like if she ain't foreign she boring like like, find something outside of us in Mm -hmm. a sense but it's for the same characteristic race but a different color right like i don't know i I definitely it definitely also just deal with like standards in a sense like i feel like for so long we've just been told to like you know like take the scraps of like the black man but it's like now we're sort of like trying to reclaim our power in a sense we're like a lot more focused on like education and you know just like bettering ourselves in a way and like a lot of other black men see that as like a threat or like us having like a attitude problem or like narcissism in some type of way 
and it's like no you just know what you're worth and you know what you've been through and what you can contribute to the table or the whole femininity thing you know like a lot of black men like i've been in um clubhouse groups lately because i know knew we were going to record about this and i wanted to just see other people's thoughts on dating and in these groups they kept on bringing up like how um you need to be more feminine and let the man lead the household and all this and that. And that is fine. I am okay with letting someone lead the household. But black men, if I feel like you're not going to do what you need to do in order for us to make sure that everything runs smoothly, I can't just sit in the passenger seat and see you drive me into the middle of the desert and like not say anything. Like I have to speak up and be like, okay, you know, you have to get things in order so that we're safe. And I think that's just black women. We know that we have to take care of our household, period. Like, we want to be behind you. We want to stand behind you. But if you're not doing what you need to do, we strap up and we have to get it done regardless of if you're going to do it or if you're not going to do it. That's true. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with, like, wanting to, like... I- I guess I have to do with like traditions in a sense because I do know women who like feel like you know men should be in charge of the house do this and do that but I kind of feel like there's nothing wrong with like sort of like equal you know give and take in a sense like you guys each pay certain things all has to do with like compromising and whatever you feel comfortable with if you just want to take care of your kids and just be like a housewife or the man is out for work then you do that if you want to be the one that's primarily working and the man stays home and takes care of everything else he can also do that it all depends on like what the agreement is in a sense i don't feel like gender or like tradition can necessarily have to like play a part in everything it's like sometimes it just it's like whatever works comfortable for you whoever like has the most fine whoever can be the most financially whoever is the most financially stable or supportive can be in charge of that i don't think it takes away your power i don't think it takes away like the respect that you should get it's all just a it's all just a you know like a concept of whatever works best for you and your house whatever like would make things run more smoothly. Mm-hmm. So one of you guys, I was watching a show, um, and um, it was Married at First Sight. I watched that all the time, <laughs> and um, the girl um, she made more money than the guy they hooked her up with, but you know he was successful too, but not as much as she was, and her whole problem was. Her dad always taught her that the woman is supposed to only do certain things and the man is supposed to basically do 95% of it. And so, like, they kept bumping heads because he's like, it's not like you can't afford to go 50-50. You choosing to follow after your parents. And he's like, I came from a household where my mom did everything. So, you you know, I'm not used to seeing a woman just sit around and, spend her money online all day and you know don't have to do nothing and so like they was a good match until it got to that point so like what do you think about that because i felt like if she made more money than him what was the problem with you going 50 50 when you kept saying you want a good husband you want a husband who's going to be able to provide and um protect and who's going to be good and all this other stuff and he had all of those qualifications except she wanted him to spend all of his money and she felt like 
because she was a woman, she should not have to pay anything. But I think that's all about communication in the dating phase too. Like let's let's be clear about what we want in the dating phase. If she was that type of woman, whether she made so much money or a little money, I'm telling you, hey, I'm this type of woman. I expect for my man to take care of all of the financial things in our relationship. This is what I grew up knowing and this is what I know. And then he can make his decision at that point and say, okay, you know, okay, I'm willing to uh, deal with it or I'm not willing to deal with it. But I think that should have been discussed early on in the relationship if she was brought up that way. See, the part was she... You know, they had a talk or whatever with the uh, counselor and they came to an agreement that it was going to be like a 60-40. And that was the agreement when they talked to the counselor because they both said that they liked each other, but it was just that one problem that they had. Mm-hmm. And so when they came to that 60-40 agreement and, you know, they go back and they, you know, still talk to them, you know, after the show, he said she wasn't sticking to her 40%. He said gotcha. she still was coming at him and arguing with him about him paying for everything while she go and spend thousands of dollars on clothes and purses and he's like you know it's it's not gonna work so eventually um he left and they had got a divorce and so it like if we already agreed on something and you said okay i'll do 40 percent and you do 60 and then you know months pass and you haven't been doing your 40 it's like yeah you know why do you waste my time in your time and why would you come on a show knowing you made all this amount of money and you think that they was going to find you a super rich person too? Like, I don't think a super rich person is going on married at first sight, you know? <laughs> like, why would you come on? They own married to millions. No, just <laughs> I mean, me, this is me. I never felt comfortable spending Maybe because I'm just not used to getting shit from guys. This is just me being vulnerable. But I've never been, like, the type of woman that is, like, used to, like, a guy giving me money or to, like, really, like, buying me, like, a whole bunch of expensive things. I've always just been the type of person that, like, was taught that, like, no one's going to give you anything. You have to work for most of what you have. So it's, like, I've always been comfortable sort of, like, buying my own things. Now, if you feel compelled to give me a gift or you feel like, oh, like, you know, I was out and I thought about you, I thought I could, I thought I could get you this, then that's different. But it's like, I don't know, I've never been the type of person that is like really looking for like someone to necessarily like take care of me in a sense. I am. I am. Let me tell y'all, this is why I am. Because I grew up being that person that would watch TV and I wanted to be that woman that had the money, that was like this businesswoman, super successful but, you know, still had her family and everything. And I just wanted to always make the money. But now that I'm a adult woman and I've been through, you know, trial and error, I would not mind being the woman who has to um, depend on a man to take care of the household. Like, I feel like if you are a man and you have the means to take care of us in our household, then do it. Because what I'm going to do with my money is make sure that I still save it and do what I need to do. So if anything happens with you, I got your back. But like, if you are going to head the household and you are going to be the breadwinner, like I'm open to that. Like I'm definitely open to that. And that's going to be with me also taking the backseat to like um, certain things. Like I have to come a different way 
because he is heading the household. Like, I can't give him all type of attitude and all of this and that. But I wouldn't mind uh, someone else taking on the responsibility of the bills and everything, basically. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's all it's all discussion about whoever, like, makes more money than it's like, you know, they can share a little bit more of the burden, but never feel, like, expected for the other, just because, like, the other person is a man that they have to pay all the bills, because it's just, like, I'm pretty sure he has his own shit that he needs to do, too. Yeah. You know, when it comes to saving and building generational wealth, like, it's all a team effort. No one is in a relationship for one person to do all the brunt of the work and the other person just sits around. It's like... That's true. It's supposed to be a team work hard and I come home and you done ordered like three more persons. <laughs> 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 you make me upset. What are you doing all day? Like, <laughs> exactly. She's up all day showing you all this stuff that she ordered and you just came from working 12 hours. Like, yeah. you know. I mean, teamwork make the dream work. But um, is there anything else that you guys wanted to add before we wrap it up? I know that we've been recording um, a little bit here, and I think they're going to eventually end the meeting. So I wanted to see if it, you guys had anything you wanted to add. Um, let's see. If you could, like, I guess, like, write a letter... To, like your former self when it came to like love and like how you feel like the first like the woman you were like maybe like at like as a teenager starting to date versus like now what would you like tell your former self when it came to like love and like dating and like relationships and like the emotions that go into them and like how it sort of like can blur if like communication isn't being you know like spoken properly like what would you say to your younger self when it came to like love and dating that you do that you know now never trust a black dude with gold teeth no i'm just playing (laughs) 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 no but (laughs) i think that my younger self i just would have been telling my younger self to trust trust what you feel inside and don't be swayed by like outside um opinions to the point where you're not making the proper decisions when it comes to who you're choosing to date and love. So that's that's the advice I would give. Um and for me, I think I would tell my younger self to um not let someone talk you into something, especially when you knew that wasn't what you really wanted and you just kind of just went with it because mm-hmm. the so um, I definitely would tell my younger self to um, stand up more, you know, be more outspoken, especially in a relationship because, um, you know, you meet people and before you know it, they don't put you in a relationship that you never discussed. <laughs> Um, Girl, you know how many times that's happening to me where it's like, I thought I was in a relationship and next to you know, it's like, oh, why are you not answering me? Why are you not, why are you not picking up the phone? I didn't know you were my man. What did, yeah. <laughs> what did we discuss at this meeting? And it's yeah. like, I always felt that like older guys, they sort of like, they do that. <laughs> like they have like a need to rush you into something because mm-hmm. you're having like a sort of like midlife crisis. That you know <laughs> Okay. Like, you don't even discuss that type of thing. That's true. 
my younger stuff that. And you know, um, me, I've never got a chance to date. And like my friends know this, like, you know, all of my friends they got they was able to go date and, you know, have fun. Like it, I never had that time period in my life. You know what everybody call it the whole phase or whatever they wanna call it. I never got that chance, so it's like you know, it, you know, when you got talked into a relationship that you knew you was never looking for, it's like, damn, you stole away my whole little, you know, whole phase or whatever, you know, like, the, and I was going to be able to meet all these different people, and now, you know, a certain amount of time done passed, so it's kind of like, you know, how am I going to approach, you know, or, you know, be different in these relationships that I don't really know where to start because I'm mm-hmm. so used to... Do you feel like the whole phase is necessary in order for you to meet the right person? I don't think it's... I don't think it's necessary, but I think she's saying, like, just that whole experience, like, you know. Because people confuse it with the whole phase that you just going around sleeping with a lot of people. I think a lot of people um, think that, but a lot of people go through that phase with just meeting different Mm -hmm. people because if you just get a relationship with every single first person that you meet, like... You know, what was the point of that? So I feel like you definitely, like, I even tell my friend all the time, like, I want my son to have fun, enjoy your life. Don't get in those serious relationships while you're young. You know, because I never got that chance. I could have probably been with somebody different if I would have had that chance to go out and and explore options. Yeah. Different people versus just settling with the first person that said, hey, you look cute. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I feel like, Everybody should have that face in their life where they go out, enjoy, like, date as many people as you want. I didn't say have sex. Now, listen, please. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you okay. know, because, you know, what's crazy? A lot of the times that I remember dating and being intimate, I didn't necessarily even want it. Not saying that, like, I was, like, you know, like, raped or anything. <laughs> I can't take No, no, no. You probably shouldn't say that. Like, <laughs> But it's like, no, it's like the guy, like, it's the first time meeting up with a guy. And it's like, you kind of just want to talk to them and get to know them. And it's like, they're kind of just like rubbing up on you or like looking at you a certain way. You kind of feel like pressured into doing it because you don't want to make things awkward or like it already started. And, you know, it's easier to just get it over with. That's why a lot of like, you know, women have have experience when it came to dating. Like, they never really wanted to be intimate so fast. But it's like, kind of felt like they had to. Yeah, well, I get what you're saying, China, and I, I know what you're saying in regards to what she was saying, but I think the whole phase just necessarily means that you're just, you know, exploring, figuring out people, learning them, um, getting to know them, but not necessarily meaning that you got to smash, like, everybody. Right. So that's what people call, they call it the whole phase because you said you dating, and it's like, the whole phase is you going around sleeping with everybody, mm-hmm. but I don't know why you call it the whole phase because you want to, you know, explore and meet different people. I don't know why people call it that, but, you know, it's just like I never got that chance to just go out and be young and date and, you know, say, oh, yeah, I'm a player. You know how, you know, when you was 15, 16, you thought you was a player because you had <laughs> three different dudes number. It's like, damn, I missed my whole time dealing with somebody who walked and talked me into a relationship that I was not looking for. So it's like, you know, if I can go back and tell my younger self that, I definitely would not have gotten to a serious relationship at such a young age. I yeah. just feel like people should enjoy their life and, you know, 
And that's what I meant by minds too. Like I feel like with me, I, I knew what I wanted. I knew where I was going. And I just allow other people's opinions to be like, okay, well now I think it's time for me to have sex. And I've been talking to this person for this long. So I'm going to have sex with him. And it led to like a baby and all type of other like stuff. And it was like, okay, I could have just stayed to what I knew was going to be the right decision. And it would have turned out different. But I guess we're moving forward because you can't go backwards and we just have to learn. But I would tell my younger self to just listen to yourself and make the yeah, decision based like, on yourself. Like when I was younger, I used to like sort of like ignore my intuition mm-hmm. a lot. And that's, that sort of like fucked me up as I got older, to be honest. But and, you know, I definitely did like a lot of like self-sabotage in a sense. Like I knew that like. I sort of wanted this or like wanted a certain relationship, but it's like, I don't know, I guess like wanting to experience the whole phase in a sense, it sort of like steered me away from what would have been a commitment. But exactly. I guess like looking back at it now, maybe that was supposed to happen. Maybe that maybe I wasn't ready for a relationship at that point. And so the universe sort of made things different so that I could go through the healing that I'm doing now and knowing that I still have a lot of childhood issues and traits that need to be resolved before I step into a really serious relationship instead of trying to rush into something at 2021 and who knows where that could have been now right true okay so again um Nita where can they find information about your uh boutique can they find you on Facebook at Queen Nita Cotton um, for all the updates on me transforming a queen's boutique over to hers only boutique. So I'm going to update all of that information um, with a new Instagram and all of that will be on my Facebook page. Okay. And China, where can I find your um, podcast and your YouTube channel? Yes, I have everything on my um, Facebook page, but yes, my YouTube is... Um, youtube.com slash china lynch that's c-h-y-n-a-l-y-n-c-h and then my podcast can also be found on the anchor app and it is called black formers okay but i thank you guys so much for joining me today this was definitely a great conversation and i'm i'm just definitely excited about this we got a lot of different topics covered today And um, if you guys are listening, make sure you share, like, subscribe, and we'll see you next time.